All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. My name is Sam Galvin. My name is Thomas Thurlow. And we are two roommates um, studying at the University of Minnesota. And we wanted to hop on today to talk about the book Atomic Habits. So a little backstory before we get into it. Last summer, Thomas texted me and said, hey, Sam, you should read this book called Atomic Habits. And I had nothing better to do in my summer days, so I thought, why not? And it was a good read, and we kind of talked through it. But then after that, we lived together, and we're living there now for about six months. So it's been six months since I first read that book. And I thought it'd be a fun thing to do here to both talk about the book and what we liked and didn't like about it, and also what we got away or what we got from it. And also kind of make fun of each other or quiz each other to see how well we actually establish habits now that living together we can actually see if we are being honest about our critiques of our habits so perhaps see too well yes exactly so yeah we're excited uh, that you all are here and listening and we are excited to uh, get started so thomas just to start here um, could you tell a little bit about atomic habits kind of run down on what it is for those who haven't read it um, and yeah, maybe give us some of your thoughts. Sure. So Atomic Habits is kind of like a popular business book right now. A lot of CEOs and managers have been trying to implement these strategies, both personally and then also into their work environments. But the basic idea is that imagine yourself on like New Year's Day, you have this new resolution in mind and you're like, I'm going to hit the gym every single day. And we know where this story goes. You maybe hit it for the first week or two and then life gets busy and slowly it just peters out and you end up not doing the things you want to do and i mean we can apply that to a lot of things in our life like it seems like whenever there's something we really want to do unless if it's absolutely essential it doesn't get done so the point of this book is finding ways to make habits actually a part of your life and not just things that will go away in a month or two when you lose motivation. Right. Yeah. And when you sent this to me, you were super excited about it. So even before we get to me reading it, why did it impact you in such a way that you wanted to share it with me? Yeah. So I actually brought it to Sweden with me. I went and studied abroad in Sweden for a couple of weeks. Very cool. And um, I think like it was right after last spring semester. And I think after a long school year, you're just looking for ways to kind of redefine yourself and find ways to grow. And I think I'd been struggling with seeing the result of a lot of bad habits impact my grades and impact my relationships with people and even just impact myself personally. So I think I was looking for a step in the right direction. And this definitely seems like the step in the right direction, again, if you can actually implement it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me as well, that was when you gave it to me, that was a big part of it. I would say I am definitely someone who gets really excited about new things and then lets them peter off super, super quickly. Um, like I'll get a workout routine is a really easy one to point to, but I'm definitely that guy who's like, oh, I really want to get back to the gym and you know, it'd be great. Like really nice biceps would be great. Just that, that's it. That's all I want. And within two weeks, that goal has just been shot down the drain. So it was cool kind of hearing some tips and tricks in this book of how to actually cement those. So Thomas, anything uh, off the bat here that you really took away in particular? Any habits that impacted you in your life? 
So he goes into specific habits, but I think the the principles that he's drawing on are a lot more important. I think you can take his principles and apply it to any one of any habit that you have yourself. So the first one is, and this was just an observation you had about like the human condition and the human person, but mm-hmm. you have some big shiny thing that we're going after. And usually the first couple of days when we're going after that thing, we're going after it with everything we have. Mm. So if we're working out, we're hitting the gym, we're going for an hour and a half and we're exhausting our entire bodies. Or if we have a new study plan, we're studying our butts off and getting every last thing done. But one of the points that the book makes is it's a lot more about consistency than it is about putting in 100% effort. And he has this cool graph that shows what happens in your life if you improve 1% every day. And the idea is like, it's almost like a compounding interest idea where if you're working 1% each day and just getting a tiny bit better, like maybe I go to the gym for five minutes and then I go to gym for six minutes. Maybe I go to the gym and I have no idea what I'm doing, but at least I'm showing up every day and putting in the work. And the idea is if you stay on that consistent plane, eventually you'll improve. And the big point he makes is a habit is only going to stick if it becomes part of your identity. So it's not, I need to go to the gym every day. It's I'm someone who works out and then I'm taking steps that confirms my identity. It like, if you're studying, it's like, instead of it being, I need to study for an hour. It's like, I'm, I'm a person who gets good grades. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do something that confirms that reality. And you'll, you'll be a lot more likely to stick with something if it confirms a reality that you believe about yourself rather than just some extreme ideal that you're hoping to become. Yeah. So that'd be two things off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. I think the identity part is a huge part of it. And for me, one of the reasons why I enjoyed this book more, or it felt more than just like a self-help book. I think a lot of the books I read that are kind of in the business world, as you said, kind of feel that way. And it's just not as enjoyable to read, I think. But this one, I, the key about identity made it more of just here's how to have good habits it was really here's how to be a better person um, Mm. which I found really cool and I think I implemented that for a time after reading that book Um, one of the things I was doing I think in the summer was I wanted to read more and so I tried to make that shift of my mind saying that I'm a person who reads and I'm not a person who reads so that other people can know that I read and I can sound smart about it. I'm someone who reads because reading's a good thing to do. So that to me was very helpful. What specifically about it was helpful? I think it was the motivation, really. I think a, a big part for me, the 1% like you talked about is really cool, but it, it doesn't motivate me to keep going day after day after day. Because it's like, all right, if it's 1% on 1% on 1%, I can skip a 1% today. It's not like I'm missing 100%, right? I'm just missing 1%. That's not that big of a deal. So I lose the motivation a little bit to continue on. But instead, if you change the mindset to say, no, this is who I am. And so I am someone who does this regardless of the circumstances. It's no longer, oh, I was doing this challenge and now I'm not going to do it today because it's fine. It's I'm not being who I am. And then you're like, oh, crap, that's a that's a hard reality. So yeah, that's what was impactful for me. Hmm. Were there any other things, Thomas, that uh, you think 
almost little ways in which you implemented this into your life, if you're comfortable sharing any of those things. Yeah. So part of the thing that we wanted to get into was like the ways that we failed in doing this. Yeah. yeah. And I think the biggest thing that this book taught me and like as I started implementing it into my life, what that taught me is that I often set unrealistic expectations for myself. And I think this book is really just about taking some huge dream of yours and bringing it down into like small feasible steps. Like, okay, if I want to be super successful student, I probably need to study, get good sleep, blah, blah, blah. You mean you have like your list of things. And I mean, everyone wants to be the best student working out all the time, hanging out with friends, but you're going to reach a point where it's like, you can only do a certain amount of things well. And I think what this taught me was I like, for example, I really want to be the type of guy that goes to the gym every single day. And so like, I made a thing where it's like, okay, I'm, my identity is going to be, I work out. So I hit the gym, I go at this specific time, blah, 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 blah. But very quickly I realized, okay, this isn't really my identity. Like my Mm -hmm. strongest identity isn't working out. Like you can't see me, but I'm a runner. I'm not a super we, strong guy. We really sound like gym bros right now. And that's yeah, we're really not, not. We're not at all. <laughs> I'm much more likely to go on the occasional run mm-hmm. than I am to go to the gym every single day. And I think through this, not only do I can I build good habits for the things I'm good at, but I can also realize, okay, th- this particular area of my life is untenable. And trying to make it a part of my identity proves that. So I think in a sense, it's just like, it helps you become a more realistic human being of like, if I actually want to do something well, here's the list of things that I need to do to do it well. I can only have so many lists in my day before I can't do something well. Yeah. So how do I prioritize what I want? And then when I find what I want, I can use these steps to do it well. But yeah. otherwise, I just can shorten it down to these are the few things that are really important and yeah, like I'm probably not going to be the biggest gym bro in the world, and that's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> just fine. Yeah. I guess keeping on that air of ways in which we failed, uh, kind of a funny story, and also something that was impactful to me at first, was habit tracking, which I found very helpful, especially just actually being accountable and being able to see your progress. Uh, he talks about in this book of actually habit tracking is very important. And when you're building habits, you have to build one after the other. So you want to kind of watch that um, ascend over time. So I got an app in the summer called Habit Tracker, um, which was great. It's a very simple app. You put in what you want to do. You just check off every single day when you do it. It gives you like a whole calendar view of your month, like the past month. And it like shows you how much percentage of each day you completed. So it feels great when you have a whole week of 100% completed habits. It feels not so great when you have a spattering of 20, 50, 75. So when talking about this podcast, Thomas was like, didn't you have an app for that? And I was like, what are you talking about, man? I don't think I had an app. (laughs) So obviously it didn't keep up because I completely forgot about this app probably about four months after using it. But in the summer that I used it, it worked very well, I think. I started going to the chiropractor because uh, my family was doing that. And so I had to do exercises for my neck every single day. And so I added that to my habit tracker. And honestly, I did it more because of that than I would have without it. Um, so, yeah, just a really cool experience that way. 
Well, I think what's hard with being students is I'm sure your life was very different over the summer versus when you started school back up again and when we started living together. So it's like, that's the hard part about the kind of transient lives we're living right now is we don't have the consistency between summer and school to be doing the same things. Like where you had space to do neck exercises for 20 minutes and read for an hour and hang out. When school gets busy your priorities change and also your time changes too. That's so that's probably true. why you forgot about the app to give you a little bit of credit. <laughs> yeah, I, I will blame a majority of it on that because I definitely, I was working full time over the summer and so my schedule was drastically different. I also think that some of the habits I had listed on there were like revolving around my work. And so, yeah, it was specific to where I was that time. But I think that'd be something that, I mean, even you guys as our listeners could could kind of expand on is yeah, you are students right now, primarily. How do you apply what's taught in this book to actually keep throughout time? Understanding that your environment is going to be one that's shifting and moving quite a bit um, in the next year to three years, right? So, yeah. I think that ultimately helps you to just figure out what your priorities are. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, yeah, like your priorities might be X and Y now, but they might be Y and Z later. Okay, can I really focus on Y since that why sounds like you're saying why but like <laughs> num like letter y can yep. i focus on that thing because that's going to be the constant between now and when i start working absolutely yeah well i think we're just about out of time but any last thoughts thomas on topic on atomic habits anything that you would encourage our listeners to to do yeah one of the coolest things that i never thought of was the author recommended that you have like a solid environment space so he's like a lot of people if they're in a really lazy rut where they're just like watching TV all the time or sitting on their phones or all this stuff, sometimes you have to make your environment new and then set up that new environment with good habits. So he recommended like, instead of having your phone by your nightstand, go and plug it in and put a book by your nightstand if you want to learn, if you want to read more. Or if you're the type of guy that wants to work out every morning, have your workout shoes right by your bed when you wake up. So it's the Mm -hmm. first thing you think of. So just thinking about like little ways in your environment that you can kind of promote what you're trying to do internally, I found to be really helpful with the, again, with the things that really matter to me. Yeah, certainly. That's some great advice. Yeah. And I think I'll, I'll cheat here and I'll say what I'd encourage people to do is just buy the book and read it. Um, and even more than that, I'd, I'd encourage, um, people to actually try to implement some of these things in their lives. Um, if, if for no other purpose than to just see if it works, you know, I mean, what are you going to lose? You might go to the gym more than you were going before. You might read more books. There's not a lot of downside to it. So, That's not um, bad to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you all for listening um, and joining us for our podcast. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Thomas. Have a great night.